took so long for my phone to get get turned on that I've missed everybody. A lot of cars. Good morning, everybody. It is morning. Oh, it's so morning. It's nine 9.30 in the morning. I did karaoke last night, got home at like 3, and got up at 5, no, 4.45. Oh, my God. I'm sleep deprived. How is everybody out there? It is Carrie from the Stop Cafe, and I'm not in the Stop Cafe. I am just south of Lethbridge. We are on a convoy down to Coast. I'm going to see if I can actually get out without getting hit here. Give me a second. Oh, people how are you oh man at least I'm at least I'm not freezing my testicles off now all right actually I am it's like minus 14 out here hey people it's Carrie from uh, the Wistop cafe in beautiful Mira Alberta and I'm not in Mira Alberta I am now I'm gonna say east you can't hear me now are you kidding me you can hear me now you should be able to hear me now. You couldn't hear me on the initial one. Right? We can hear you. Camera's working. Right? I'm jumping around. I'm trying to keep warm, so it's working. We're good. We're good. I gotta put you on now. How are you? Awesome. What are you what are you here for? Are you just wasting gas? What are you what are you trying to do? Support the truckers, damn rights. I know, those frickin', frickin', frickin' gov government peoples, you know. Oh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I'm gonna just, uh, we're gonna do another quick little walk over here. There we go. So, I don't know how many people have actually passed by. Probably, I don't know, at least another half of this, I think. I have no idea. So my apologies on that, uh, why it wasn't working, but you know, my, my 2008 Grand Caravan piece of crap, Bluetooth, turned off my Bluetooth and then it kicked into, I don't even know what it was. Anyways, long story short, why are we here? Hey people, why are we here? Well, it's a bit of a story. It goes back to last February when we had a few people who decided to stand up for their rights and we had a tyrannical government decide that that wasn't a good thing. And we had four people arrested. And they are now political prisoners. And it is uh, Chris, Jerry, Tony, Chris. That's an easy way to remember it. 
and they are being held uh, without bail. And so the plan is that we're doing a convoy right now to Coots. Now, having said all that, I'm not even sure if we'll actually get down to Coots because it sounds like they're going to be turning us around at Milk, Milk River, which is fine, but I think a few of us are going to try and go a little further down. I'm not sure. Not sure how that will work, but we'll figure it out. Um, and then we're driving back and we're actually going to go by the Lethbridge Remand Center where Chris and Chris, the two Chris's, are being held and hopefully we can honk and not get tickets for that. Ah, you know what? Even if we get a ticket, were they going to ticket all of us? Yeah, they probably will. So we'll try and do that and then we're going to go and do a fundraiser barbecue uh, in Lethbridge and uh, I believe that's from one until four. Uh, we've done some posters. Um, you can probably look us up, look up um, on our Facebook story and our Instagram story. I think the posters are still up there, I believe. And uh, yeah, somebody just said, it's hard to believe it's only been a year. Oh man, what has happened in this past year? What has happened in the last three years? My God. Yeah, it has. It's. Uh, it was a year ago that uh, Chris, Jess, and I were. Uh, well, technically, we were in Ottawa. Now we were in Ottawa on the Saturday, so technically that's correct. Uh, but we wheeled up to Arnprior on the Friday, which is the date today, which is the twenty eighth. The twenty eighth. So uh, that's kind of where we are in terms of uh, what happened there. And uh, what an amazing, crazy year it has been. And I just had this conversation with, uh, I did karaoke last night, got home at like three, uh, set my alarm for uh, 4.45, woke up, hopped in the van at uh, 5.15, got down to um, the Flying J at six, and we've been on the road ever since, and it's now 9.38, so that is uh, absolutely crazy. Where was I going with this? I have no idea because I'm sleep deprived. But in the past year, everything that has happened, and I had the conversation last night with a couple of people that came out for karaoke, and they didn't remember that things were shut down like last Christmas. Well, not, not officially shut down. Well, shut down for some people, but not shut down for everybody. But we didn't have a New Year's Eve last year. People didn't remember that. People have short-term memories. My God, how could you not remember that? And then, of course, driving out here, uh, driving out to Ottawa, and, uh, and then things really weren't lifted until you know, the first or second week of March. So we have not had our freedom for a year yet. That is absolutely crazy. Oh, you know what? We've actually got a drone gonna be flying over here, us in a minute here. That'll be kind of cool. I know uh, our pilot, Kevin, hello, Kevin. Um, he's gonna be flying his plane over this, over the convoy and taking pictures. So that'll be pretty cool. I wonder if he'll actually do a live stream on that. I'm not sure. We've got more people driving in. Let me just turn this camera around again. So we got some more people over there. Oh, there it is. Zit, zit. I missed it. Oh, well. So remember, whew, remember when I said I was freezing my testicles off? Well, they really are now. So I am uh, gonna actually either get gloves or something like that and um, 
I'll do another live kind of when we're on the road. So hopefully you guys will be able to follow along and uh, I need more caffeine. I definitely need more caffeine. I've already had like five coffees because I've only been awake all day, all morning, all morning. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys, we will talk to you later on today and I will show you what's going on with the convoy later. Cheers. Peace out. Pieces, pieces of out. I don't even know what that means. It's my big head in the way there. Look where we are, people. So I'm driving, as you could probably tell. Oh, by the way, it's Carrie from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. And I'm in Coots, Coots, Alberta. And we're doing the turnaround here in Coots. And uh, obviously I'm driving, so I can't really show you what's going on. But you can see the number of cars coming back on the other side, as well as the cars that are here. Yeah, there's, there's easily a few hundred cars. Easy. And trucks. And everybody has a flag. Or more. Don't forget the helicopter. And the helicopter. You might be able to see that in the frame right now. Helicopter up, top left. So is it okay to honk? Are we okay to honk? Probably not. Probably not. I heard someone honk, so. We should do it then. We should see what happens. Oh, look, nothing happened. Oh, I honked. Ah! <laughs> oh, look, there's duty free right there. Ooh, need cheap smokes. <sighs> but we have to go across the border, and we can't do that. The village of Coots truck parking. Oh, you can't see that, because it's oh. just outside the frame. There you go. So we've got quite a contingent of uh, RCMP, and you can probably see the flashing lights in the distance there. I remember last year, this was all full of trucks. When I so was right, here. right here at, uh, yeah, when were you here? You were here. I was here on This 13th. is uh, Vicki Bayford, people, just so you know. And but she was here. On February 13th. February 13th few hours before the arrest. Wow. Oh, look, we got uh, we got some videographer over there. We got some people over here just kind of checking things out. Again, I don't really want to play with my phone. There's smugglers. There's smugglers. Oh, there's smugglers. Okay. Oh, there you go. Look, look, look. Okay, we'll just do that. I can't touch my phone anymore. I don't want to get pulled over for distracted driving, even though all I can do is be distracted by driving around. Hello there. Jeez, there's almost as many people here as at the whistle stop on May 8th. And we're doing the turnaround now. And then we'll see how many people were behind us as well. That's impressive. Look, we got uh, 
Now you should be able to see the helicopter in front of us. I'm just gonna turn the camera just a little bit. There's the other side of the There's the other side coming. of the peoples, yeah. And you hear the helicopter. I love the honking. Honk, honk, honk. There you go. I feel like such a rebel honking. <laughs> oh, look, there's a sign up here that says, Welcome to uh, Alberta. Communist Alberta. Uh, actually, we're not communist yet. And if you kind of look, there's still, still cars look coming with flags way. all the way. Oh, yeah, all the way over there. All the way in the distance. Ron Clark said 205 vehicles. You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say yay or nay because when you're kind of in the middle of the pack, it's difficult to say. And of course we have no idea who actually is part of the convoy. Usually the um, putting the hazard lights on is a good uh, telltale sign, but I would say a flag is also a very good telltale sign. And um, you can see them on the other side over there. Yes, they were filming license plates. Yes, we know that for a fact. What are they going to do? Arrest us for driving? Too many flags. You had too many flags on your... I don't know. Wow, they're still coming. I wouldn't call myself a... Oh, there you go. A flag bearer. But I do have three flags. I've got, what have I got? I've got an Alberta flag and, and uh, an Independence Party flag and I've got a Canada flag. There you go. Represent. And the cars are still coming. Uh, yes, the cars are still coming. Look at them. Look, look, look. I would say there's more than 205. That's I, that's just I using my mental be. math skills, and I would say more than 205. Mm -hmm. Someone just posted a Canada flag emoji. Uh, they should have an Alberta flag emoji. They should. They should. And it's cold. Railroad tracks. I'm 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 scarred, people. <laughs> okay, we won't go there. Was that too soon, yeah. Chris? Was that too soon? Chris is actually on his way. So he was at an APP event speaking last night in Leduc, and uh, he was actually supposed to come back to my house and stay the night there, even though I wasn't there because I was doing karaoke. But he was going to uh, crash on my couch, and uh, and then he was going to come with us in the morning. Look, there's still more cars. Look. I know there has to be three or four. Oh, easy. Um, but he had a bit of a family emergency. Nothing, nothing too drastic. But he needed to uh, to go back to Mir, so that's where he stayed last night. And uh, it's a long drive down here, and he would have had to leave at like three in the morning or something like that. So. Needless to say, he did not. 
So he is on his way, and we will see him in uh, Lethbridge. This might be the end, maybe, unless there's a, a, a split. I'm not sure. There's definitely. Uh, well, there's a couple more stragglers. Couple of yeah, stragglers back there. And about every major intersection, there is uh, RCMP. Usually just one or two. And um, pretty much right from, right from almost Lethbridge. Like it's, yeah. right? Because we're, what, 18K to uh, Milk River? That's right. So, so that might be it for the turnaround. But let's just let's just see if there's a couple more stragglers over there. Oh, there's one more straggler. <clears throat> oh, there's another straggler. So a funny thing about the stragglers, I think a lot of them are straggling because, as you well know, if you're traveling with kids, they need to go to the washroom like every 20 minutes, especially if you feed them coke. That's true. That's a true story. So there was uh, one turnaround, or one, no, no, pardon me, one um, washroom with a, uh, what, what do you call that, a little uh, porta potty or, or a break, potty, like a yeah. take a break kind of thing, and the number of cars and trucks that were around that were quite enormous, and of course there's like two stalls, so needless to say, I've tied mine in a knot, so I'm, I should be good until we get to Lethbridge, I think. But that's probably where a lot of the stranglers are. Is um, they're just um, well, they had to, they had to deal with uh, bio break. I think I'm gonna roll that window back up so now. Well, there you go. Please comment the actual date. The actual date of today is uh, January 28th. It is a Saturday, and it is 11:33 Mountain Standard Time. There you go. Why isn't there an Alberta flag? Darn it, I've got one. I've got one, I'm just gonna show you. I've got my Alberta flag, look, it's Alberta. Uh, it's Alberta. You know what, there's a lot of Alberta flags out here. There's, uh, the other ones that we've seen are an Alberta Canada mix flag, which is actually very cool. I'm gonna see if I can find one of those. And the truck ahead of us, uh, I can't get too close, but he's actually got a US and Canada flag, which is actually kind of cool too. Um, and I'm not sure what the other flag is that he's wearing. But you know what, there's... It was, there's, it was, um, it was Alberta something. Alberta? Yeah. So there's there's tons of cool flags out here. Some are handmade. There's some that have that F, Maple Leaf, CK, Trudeau. I'm not quite sure what that means, but you know, maybe it means uh, growing plants, growing trees for Trudeau, something like that. And then we have a lot of people that have just kind of parked off on the side of the road and are videotaping uh, the convoy going by. So that's uh, so that's kind of cool. I guess I could have done that as well, or I could just be driving. No, driving's more fun. Driving's more fun. You know what? If you want to see that, there's probably other people that will be posting it. Maybe uh, maybe we'll share that after. So we are now heading back to Lethbridge, and actually, what we're doing is we're going by the uh, Lethbridge Remand Center, where uh, Chris uh, Cuthbert, Cuthbert Carbert? Carbert, sorry, I should know it. Chris Carbert and uh, Chris Lysak are being held, 
and we're driving right by there. I'm not sure what time we'll actually get there because my uh, my timing is totally off here now. Um, but we will probably be there, I'm thinking, in an hour? Yeah, probably an hour. So 12.30ish, maybe. And, um, and then from there, we're gonna go to the barbecue, which uh, is not far from there, actually. And I have no idea where we're gonna be parking all these cars. Because last time we were there, uh, there was, you know, maybe 150 cars or something. Well, as you saw, how many people there are now. Um, so, I'm not sure where, we might be walking. We might be walking for maybe, we maybe a kilometer. Maybe we can get someone to organize a shuttle ah, service. Maybe a shuttle service. If anybody knows a shuttle uh, maybe they can park us somewhere and then we can get shuttled there. I have no idea. That is an offer. Oh, we're, uh, we're slowing down up here. I'm going to keep this live just for a little bit longer just to see if we can. It's kind of cool when, uh, when you're driving down in this area here, um, down number four, and you're kind of doing the, the twisty turns and there's S curves. And there's one in particular that's kind of like a, a double S and you can actually see the cars for uh, you know a good kilometer in front of us, I guess. Oh, somebody's birthday today. What are the odds of ever having a birthday on a certain day? I actually say that every time I host karaoke because it's at a restaurant or at a bar. I always say, whose birthday is it today? And there's always someone's birthday. And actually, I forget what the math is, but if there's a room with 37 people in it, guaranteed two people will have the exact same birthday, which is a ridiculous mathematical uh, probability. But it's true. Look it up. got a notification on my phone. The whistle stop is live. The whistle stop is live? Yeah, that, that's probably me. <laughs> it could be somebody else. Maybe it's Chris? Maybe it's Chris. I have no idea. No, I think it's you. Chris and I don't talk much anymore. He's just, I don't know, he's in his own little world with his broken ribs. Actually, give a shout out to Chris. Hopefully he's feeling better. We will uh, see him in Lethbridge. Oh, here, you can kind of see. I'm gonna zoom in a little bit. There you go. So you can kind of see what's going on there. And what is that big vehicle that's uh, parked in the middle of the median there? No idea. What does that look like? Tractor? I don't know. Is, is he flashing lights or is he... I don't know what he's doing. Taking pictures? Could be. I have to say, I don't think I've seen a Tesla in this uh, convoy. No. Is that, a, is that a thing? Oh, it is a tractor. Oh, and by the way, we saw a horse. I actually have a picture. I'll post the picture later. Vicky took it of me uh, with a horse over my shoulder. There you go. That's kind of cool. Honk honk. There you go. Oh look, it's the Dutch flag. And I believe it's upside down. Oh yeah. I have a hard time with those flags. They're upside down or not. But... I because they're yeah, they all kind of look the same. At least with a maple leaf it's upside down or maybe stars they're upside down. Um, I'm not sure what else. What else is on a flag that could be really noticeable upside down? Do they, they have the bar and the hammer anymore from the USSR? 
Actually, that's not a thing anymore, I don't think. Oh, there's some upside down flags. Oh, we have an APP flag too. See, there you go. know those people. Yeah, maybe. What else have we got here? I don't want to bore you guys anymore because I know you're probably bored of oh, looking at all these cars. Oh, independence! Oh. There you go. <laughs> Chris has broken ribs from the train car accident. Well, we're not quite sure if they're broken, but they're they're definitely bruised. I had, I'll say, lightly bruised. As a matter of fact, I ended up having to go. I know, buddy. I know. I'm getting out of your way. There's a guy riding my butt here, and he doesn't have a flag. So he's obviously wanting me to get out of the way, and I will abide by that. So give me a second while I drive better than I was before. And I'm going to get out of the way so that this guy can come it's in. General stopping. There you go. There you go. Ah. Nice. Uh, yeah, so Chris, uh, Chris probably has bruised or, I don't know. Uh, Lightly broken? Is that a thing? Lightly breaking a rib? I have fractured. no idea. I fractured, uh, cracked. Um, and for me, I just had bruised, and uh, I went to see the osteopath. Osteopath. Thank you. I didn't even know what that was prior to a week ago. An osteopath, which is like a physiotherapist and a chiropractor, all in one one doctor. And uh, we did some stretches for me, and I have to go back again in about another week or 10 days. And uh, otherwise, I'm fine. I think I'm fine. Some people would say I've had way too much coffee, but beyond that, I think I'm fine. How many sleep? How many hours of sleep? I have not had much sleep at all. I've had like two hours worth of sleep. After this, I gotta drive back and host karaoke again up in Airdrie. So if anybody wants to come out to Airdrie, I'm at Wildcard Shack tonight. Maybe I'll fall asleep on you, although I doubt it. I'll probably have more coffee on the way back. Yes, we were in an accident with a train. The train won. Not really. No, well, you're right, the, you're right. They're, they're, if the train had ideally won, I would not be making this uh, this live right now. That is very true. But we're all good, so focus on we're all good. And don't go down that dark path. Just, uh, just be positive. Everyone's happy. Everyone's waving flags. And what's this guy doing? He's got, uh, that's usually the wide load guy. Yep, he uh, just wants his lights on. Oh, okay, maybe that's all he's done. He's a pilot car. Oh, yes, pilot. Riding on Stone Provincial Park. So, we were actually commenting when I was driving down here. I have seen more of Alberta in these last three years than I think I have ever seen in my entire life. And it's just from getting out there and driving around going out and doing the speaking events and so I think people just need to get out <clears throat> and do stuff and talk to people and talk to people yes don't sit at home and don't watch Netflix I have no idea. oh look I have no idea what the top shows on Netflix are I don't even know what Netflix even is and I'm sure none of you do 
because you're all awesome. Are we near the front? Um, no, I'm, no, I I'm, think there's a few people yeah. in our way ahead. I like this. I should, I should do something like this on the van. I should do... Uh, Dominique is called... Right? Me. I like how this looks. So if anybody can fashion something like that for me off my trailer hitch, uh, let me know. Because uh, I, like, I like the look of that and you get multiple flags. Otherwise, I've just got flags like uh, like this truck. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I think it's fr freaking awesome. Everybody needs to have flags. And you know, I kind of got away from wearing flag or wearing flags for a little bit. I think I'm just going to leave these on. And actually, I even wrote on uh, on the van with those uh, those washable markers. I've got hashtag Free Alberta Political Prisoners, and I've got hashtag Free Chris. Jerry, Tony, Chris. Everyone should have that written on their vehicles. And we're going to go and talk about that today at the barbecue and talk about how... Our train tracks. Train tracks, I'm scared. How, um, you know, innocent until proven guilty. That's the way we grew up. And with what's been happening in... Uh, in Canada lately, and uh, I don't know if you heard, I'm, I'm just gonna go off on a little bit, oh, there's Chris. I'm just gonna go on a quick little rant here. Um, there was, in Calgary, there was a, uh, a homeless person that went and smashed uh, all the glass on the Peace Bridge. Did you hear that story? And, um, million so, dollars in damage. million dollars in damage, and basically, he was went to court and they gave him time served which basically means a slap on the wrist as far as i can tell and yet we're still paying for a million dollars in damage and now they're putting up wire or something like that instead of the, the glass and uh so my question is is that this guy gets his hand slapped and he gets to walk free whoops we got the popo in front here yeah, that's not i'll go i won't pass him too fast uh, but we have these political prisoners that uh, are basically still incarcerated. We've got uh, Pastor Arthur that has his um, his court case on February second, and that's in Lethbridge. And again, that's like next next Thursday. Yeah. I think we're going to do another uh, convoy down at that. And uh, I don't know. Can I? Should I pass him? No. I shouldn't pass him. I have no idea. Maybe he's the lead car. You know what? I'm just going to hang back here. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, somebody said, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm missing all these comments, but uh, uh, somebody said about Chris's court date. No, Chris, Chris Scott goes to court on April 16th, I believe is what it is. And uh, But Pastor Art is on February 2nd. And I know Pastor Art has actually posted something about this is his last release. yeah press release for this is his last trial this is the one that basically has to do with this whole coots uh thing where he is um uh is it, what's it called is it treason or what's what's it's he basically for basically the infrastructure uh critical infrastructure law that he's he's going in for okay um even though he just did a sermon they're basically blaming him for essentially is inciting inciting uh, people to 
do bad things, even though five times in the sermon he yes. said, like, please be peaceful. Please be and peaceful. yeah. yeah. Um, and they're actually trying to sue him as well as another group of people. There's there's a few of them in there for saying that they're uh, four hundred million dollars in damages. So Pastor Art has said to us a few times, his his words and his voice must be worth four hundred million dollars. That's a pretty powerful voice. Anyways. So now there's nobody in front of us except for this uh, this popo. So I'm gonna just log off right now. And uh, thanks for watching. And we will be back once we're in Lethbridge. I think when we're going by the Remand Center, I think we'll give that another shot. And because uh, I want to see how close we are to the Remand Center, and and maybe maybe the two Chris's will be there. I don't think we'll be able to see them, but. You know what? We'll honk as we go by anyway. So, all right, you guys, you take care and we will talk to you later on this afternoon. Love you guys. It's Carrie from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta, and I'm not in Mira, Alberta. I'm in front of the Lethbridge Correctional Center. And really, what I was saying in the last video that obviously you couldn't hear was that this particular center is where two of the political prisoners are being held. Chris Carbert and Chris Lysak are in there somewhere. And really, what I, I wanted to let people know is that this hits home when you're actually here in front of a jail and you can see the fence and the barbed wire and how they're being held and they as far as I'm concerned they should not be here at all they should be at least out with their families on bail and then we can let the courts decide after that. But for right now, they should not be held in here without bail. And and just looking at this, it gives me the creeps and it, it makes me nauseous. Um, we followed the convoy over here and uh, there was no place to park. So I actually wheeled into this kind of pseudo parking area. And uh, there's a police officer right down way down there um, and hopefully he lets me go through but in the meantime there's no uh, no way it doesn't say you know no trespassing or anything like that so anyways that's now it's minus 15 and it feels like minus 35 so I'm gonna go back in but thanks again for for viewing and uh, my apologies for I think I think I'm gonna get rid of my van so if anybody wants to buy a really really crappy van with crappy Bluetooth give me a call in the meantime, you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you later. Thanks. And we're going to figure this out together. And we're going to get them out of jail somehow, some way.
Okay, I'm going to be a bit bossy. I am a grandma and I can do that. So, as you know, I've started a bumper sticker campaign. We may not be able to be on mainstream media, but God damn it, we can be on every vehicle across this country. So, please support the men. And you've got valuable real estate on your vehicle. Use it. Let people ask you why those four men are in jail. And if they say anything to you or argue with you, you say, innocent until proven guilty. End of story. Okay, now we also have a give, send, go. Some people are nervous about using it. If you need to put money in it, find somebody that will put it in. I'll drive and I'll come pick it up. Because we need to raise at least, and it's a big number, it might be $2 million that these four men need to fight the the corruption that's out there. Now, if you don't have the money and you can't afford it, get on Facebook and start sharing. Get the message out there. So you can go to Alberta Political Prisoners and just share. Share the information. Share their stories. But get it out there. I can't do this by myself. And with all of us, we can do this together. So, and always remember, stronger together and it's quite obvious right here so the day's going to come and you need to pay attention I'm going to make a call to action I'm going to decide on a physical location and we're going to start mailing letters and cards and we're going to jam their mailbox until they can't even open the door yeah then we're going to start emailing them, and they're going to shut their email service down. Then we're going to start with phone calls, and we're going to shut their phone service down. And then we're going to start booking appointments, and we're going to start showing up in person. But we're not going to stop. It is time these men were out with their families and their loved ones, and they deserve to be with us. These are our four Alberta men. They are not the federal government's. And somehow we need to figure it out. And I know there's a whistleblower out there somewhere. I know you know the lies. Please, I am begging you to come forward somewhere, somehow get a conscience and do the right thing and stand on the right side with us. I, I don't have much else to say. Um, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> everybody knows I cry. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you everybody for showing up. And I do have some bumper stickers left. Just come and find me and um, let's get the bumper stickers going. Okay, everybody, have a great day. Enjoy and please support the silent auction and dig deep to help these men. Okay, everyone. Thank you.
Thank you, baby. It's amazing to see you all. I know it looks like I've got a novel, but I printed it really big because my eyeballs are really old. So. Um, I'm so proud of everyone of you for speaking your truth and standing up for freedom. Our God-given rights. Let's never forget that. And there's no authority greater. On January 27th last year, I found out from two older residents who lived in my little border town that there was a convoy of trucks coming to Coos. My first question to them was, should we make lunches? And we did. We built 84 of them, and people just kept dropping off hundreds more to my vehicle. Um, and I was out there all day loving every one of you. I baked 27 dozen cookies, and the three of us made 84 lunches to give to the truckers, and the cafe made hundreds more. I loaded up my car with a sign saying, we love you truckers, free food and water here. So did many people, it was amazing. It was one of the best days of my life. I spent a lot of time crying that day, tears of joy, for the hope that filled my heart, because I think for all of us, we were losing hope. I realized I wasn't alone and the desperation I had been feeling was shared with thousands of people who felt the same way. I've been teaching for nearly 30 years and I saw students whose lives were being destroyed and, and plagued with uncertainty and despair. Teenagers and even some younger were committing suicide. A member of my ex-husband's family was one of those children. I was heartbroken. I felt helplessly bound, like we all did, by the restrictions that were put on us. All of us, but my heart ached for the young men and women who saw no other way out, and it's still an epidemic today. Nobody knew that our tiny village would double or more in population when the truckers came, including many of the men, women, and children that traveled in the convoy. But most of the people were in, who live in Coots were overjoyed with their presence. Our mayor, not so much, but the rest of the town, yes. The weather turned bitter not long after the arrival of such wonderful people. Some people were stranded in their trucks due to the weather and the distance that they were parked from the saloon, where the truckers and protesters gathered for meals and prayer and discussions about the madness and the mandates. I've always taken care of those who are in need and the convoy was no exception for me. There was a need to bring hot food and drink out to people who could not get to the saloon uh, for whatever reason, to get their necessities. I started driving through the parked vehicles, honking my horn and offering hot food and drinks. I loved my self-appointed job and came to love many of the people there that I met. Some called me the coffee lady. By the end of the weekend, I had a father ask me if his sons and his son and his friends could move their trailer onto my lot and get them off the highway. I have a big yard full of gravel, so I said yes. A trailer with five young men became my immediate neighbors. A day or so later, Chris Carver asked me if he could move his trailer onto my yard. Again, I said yes. I saw my yard as a safe place off the highway for people to have their trailers, and why not? I had the room. 
From that moment on, I left my door unlocked so they could come and go for use in the bathroom or a hot cup of tea that was always available. By day four, I met a family who had a little girl who was down with a bad cold. I talked to her mom and said that I would be more than happy to take care of her and help her get better. Wow, it's hotter up here than down there. I became friends with her mom and her family, and we remain friends to this day. Right, Corey? Right. <laughs> of course, the shower was available to all who stayed at my property, but it wasn't long until Corey asked me if she could give my number to a few people because the saloon was getting, in her words, a little bit ripe. <laughs> of course, I said yes, and from then on, I added the task of making sure towels got washed twice a day. And I also became a laundry service uh, with the exclusion of folding. That was my deal. I'll wash them, I'll dry them, but you fold them. For many people that came thinking it was a weekend thing, never packed a second pair of underwear. So I loved my job. I loved doing, I loved it every minute. We had community building. From that moment on, I left my door unlocked so they can come and go. Oh, did I just read that? No. By day four, I, I did just read that. My gosh, I can't follow my own self. Of course, the shower was available to all who stayed on my property. And many, many others. I met Walter, wherever he is, I see him standing over there. One morning, and he pulled up and loaded me up with donuts and muffins and coffee to take around to folks down the line. Thank you, Walter. I still thank you, and I'm sure they do too. It was exhilarating to be a part of history in the making and to stand up against the oppression we were all under. The police presence in town was growing daily, and there was constant tension as police tried repeatedly to incite reaction from the peaceful protesters that were standing up for the rights of all of us. I'm so proud of the true Canadian spirit that grew out of love for each other. No one bought into the games being played by the RCMP. Everyone kept the peace and stood strong against the tyranny that we had been living through. Twice I stood on the road and stopped a convoy of police cars that were speeding through town, ignoring stop signs. I feared they would end up running over the little ones who were playing in the streets or walking around our community. I brought this up at our, our town council meeting because the police were not obeying their own rules. It seems to me that to uphold the law, you must abide by the same laws that, and, uh, or authority, or your authority becomes moot. The night of the raid on my house was a terrifying experience. I got out of bed for about the fourth time to be sure. I had the last load of towels ready to go for morning and the coffee set up. And I saw blue and red lights flashing everywhere, <coughs> all around my house. I freaked out, to tell you the truth. My cell phone rang and it happened to be a police officer on my cell phone. I didn't know what was going on, but I was frightened and worried for my safety. The first person I called was my daughter and told her what was happening. I called her on my landline with the police on my cell phone. My daughter Suzanne spoke with the officer who lied to her and told her I was not being arrested, but that they were there to search my house. 
I told them I'd go out to my car and sit where it was warm and they could have full run of the house. They told me they'd have to detain me. My daughter was furious and accused him of lying to me, which he had. But my daughter's a very smart woman. In fact, that's her last name. She's told me, Mom, don't hang up the phone. Just set it down on the counter. Just set it down and leave the line open. And I went out to be arrested. And, and as a result of my daughter's advice, I have five and a half hours of recording of the police bringing guns into my home, like being a good Samaritan is going to get her a gun charge. One guy warmed his pizza up in my microwave. What? Um, I was brutally manhandled that night. I have a torn ligament in my shoulder, bruised arm, damaged wrist, broken teeth, and a hernia rupture. What? I was put in a freezing cold cell that was filthy with pathogens from blood, spit, and feces. I was denied my medication for my heart and blood pressure. I was threatened that I better not buzz for help again or I would be in trouble. EMS was eventually called to take my blood pressure, but nobody told me the results. My heart was racing and I was in a cold sweat. I actually feared for my life and prayed. to humiliate me right before my release. And all I could think of was, wouldn't their mothers be proud? I gave the tape that I have, the five and a half hours, to the first lawyer who was given to me by Rebel. And I do not think that to, to this day he's listened to it. I did not accept the free lawyer after that and began a long journey of defending myself with the incredible help of Stanford Lee founders Jane Scarf and Rebecca Shepherd. These brave and knowledgeable women helped me to learn my rights and taught me how to enter documents, and all of this was done using my Bill of Rights, not the Constitution. The Constitution's full of holes and it's not geared towards men and women. It's geared towards the system. 
Something lawyers don't want to use because there's just not enough money in it for them. I would encourage anyone with fines or tickets to get involved and learn what your rights are. You know the rights you have and how to fight them using the law, not the legal system. My charges have been dropped and the words dangerous and weapon will not follow me through my life. So thank you, Jane and Rebecca. I think it's time to release the recordings to the lawyers who are defending these men. And let the law stand and not bow to the legal system. This is in the works now. I will be doing a press conference in the near future, and it will be open to all media, both the government-controlled and the independent press. Mainstream government-owned media, CBC in particular, cost me my career of almost 30 years by reporting false information about the events, the events of that night and slandering me. The mayor of Coots referred to me as a domestic terrorist, which resulted in harassment from several people. RCMP drove back and forth past my home the night I was released from jail with a spotlight. It was like being in a gulag. Um, every 10 minutes, my friend, Shell, filmed them. This is not something that should happen in our country. I'm a good woman who cares about the future and the future generations we are rearing. We must be strong. I want to tell you a little story before I go. I have a couple in Coots who are my good friends, and between them, 11 members of their families fought in both World War I and World War II. One was shot but survived and returned home. Texas' father, Wilfred Gilbertson, fought, and his battalion was Calgary King's own 14 tank unit. It was November of 1964, Remembrance Day, and Wilfred was arrested and put in jail for punching man at the number one legion in Calgary, was it where was a member? The Union Jack was still the flag for this country, and men like Wilfred wanted to have the Canadian flag as a symbol for our country. They fought and died for it. One of the British soldiers argued that the Union Jack represented British forces and should be the flag of this country. That's when the punches started flying. Now, I don't know how many of you know your history here, but the flag debate was strong in Canada in 1964 under Prime Minister at that time, Lester B. Pearson. Wilfrid loved his country and put his life on the line to defend freedom. He made a maple leaf surrounded by red bars out of, the pillowcase, out of a pillowcase and put it on his roof. He was not very popular in his neighborhood. Um, this was what sparked the fight with the British friend. Punches were thrown and returned between the two men, and Wilford went to jail. On February 15, 1965, Lester B. Pearson adopted the Canadian flag, and that is the flag we stand proudly under today. Wilford was the recipient of a medal from Pope Pius XII in 1943 when his unit was diverted to the Vatican. It is today as it is then, the good men and women that are standing up for our freedom. I've heard many people say 
that to look at the Canadian flag, they feel shame. Well, folks, I feel proud. We all should feel proud. The truckers and the convoy of 2022 made me prouder than ever to call this country home. You people and what you did and what we are all still doing has sparked a fire around the world. Every person knows the Canadian flag. You lit a fire and today we stand together to continue fighting for all of our tomorrows. All of these little people that are our tomorrows. They'll carry the love of this country and their fellow men and women forward in a world of freedom that we all desire. Delightfully loved ones, if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. John 4:11. Thank you all for walking in the light of truth. This country and all the men and women in it are worth the effort. God bless you all and hold the line as we move forward in love for one another. Thank you. story before, but it sure sheds a light on the corruption. So up next, you know what? I'm going to remind you to go put some money in the bucket. Come on guys, this is for our four men. We need to do this. And then coming up here, I have Chris Scott and Carrie. Well, thank you so much for coming out today. Um, I have to say I was quite humbled today with how many cars I happen to see and how many how many flags I've seen? Upside down flags, Alberta flags, some with F and a maple leaf. I don't even know what that means, but there's a lot of those flags out there. Margaret said that she did not want to cry. So excuse me if I take over her place for this. But. We actually missed the route back onto, onto Howe, and uh, we ended up going back down Jail Road. And we happened to sneak in to where the correctional center is before the, the police, the popo, decided to block off the road. And I went in, and I was shocked. I've never seen a jail in real life at all. And to see that fence and that barbed wire and not see anybody outside. This is, this is absolutely wrong. What happened to the four guys, Chris, Jerry, Tony, Chris? I, I don't, I, I, there's no words for that. But what we need to do is we need to figure out a way to get them out. And we've said that, right? And how do we do that? Well, you know, talk to our MLA, talk to our MP, fill up uh, uh, letters and mail them to people. Make them sick of what's going on and so that they can actually do something about it. And send her in there to, yeah, to get the key. And we, it really is, uh, I'm, I've, 
so um, a little bit of a backstory. Of course, Chris and I went on the uh, the convoy last year to out to Ottawa, and we were trying to come back here in time for Coots. And we missed all that. We kind of know what ended up happening with that. And thank you to the truckers, by the way. You guys are all amazing. I was asked to go into a meeting, I think it was in September or October, with the families of the men in Coots. And I was like a fly on the wall. I didn't know anything really about the families, and Margaret was supposed to be there, and she wasn't. And I was, I was sitting in there, and it was like, I can't believe this is now September or October, and you guys have not met at all. They had not met at all because the lawyers and everybody else said, you know what, we gotta keep this hush, we gotta just do it. No, you know what, if that happened to my family, I'd be screaming at the top of my freaking lungs. And that's what we should all be doing. Everyone should be on social media, everyone should be talking about this. We need those stickers that Granny Margaret has made. We need hundreds of thousands of those out on every single vehicle. If you leave without one of those stickers on your car, don't come back. I'm taking two. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a few other things I wanna say, but I'm gonna pass that off to Chris, because I get, I get, this whole thing has just got me, it's got me irate, it's got me a little upset. So again, thank you so much for coming out, and I'll pass it off to Chris. Well, uh, due to no fault of my own, Carrie and I almost didn't make it here. Just, just in case everybody, nobody knows. But no, no, nothing happened. No, nothing we can handle. So, I guess first off, I want to say thank you to everyone for coming. Uh, I didn't expect this place to be this full. This is absolutely amazing. And not just, not just because of the number of people, but because of what's going on uh, around us. Like, you're, you're here, but you're not just here to listen to us speak, you're here to make connections and talk to other people around you, right? Where it's becoming very apparent that we're not alone. We're not in our, uh, alone in our thought that there's something wrong here and we need to get together and build numbers in order to fix things, am I correct? A few times, a few dozen times over the last few months, people have asked me, why are you still going places speaking? Why don't you just focus on your restaurant? Just do your job, like the restrictions are gone. What are you, what are you whining about? And the answer is, we have some very serious problems in this province and in this country. Very serious problems. Where men who are innocent, have not, who have not been found guilty of any crime are behind bars for over a year. That's a problem. We have... We, we have children taken from their families because of rumors and put in with other families where they're abused. This is at the hands of the government. That's a problem. We have government coming into business and acting mafia style and shutting them down, taking their things, seizing their assets because they're presuming them guilty until innocent. 
This whole guilty until proven innocent thing is not just for the four men in coots. This is something that's systemic in all levels of our government right now. The, the, the problems that we started to see over during the COVID restrictions, the COVID era, are not limited to just a virus amongst us. It's much bigger and much broader than that. And it's something that we've allowed to happen to us over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. We've let it happen because we've been asleep at the wheel and we've been trusting other people to come and save us from bad policy. How many times have you been sitting at home and cheered when your, your candidate that you were, you were uh, hopeful for got elected and said to yourself, they'll save us, now we can relax. Well, we relaxed for much, much too long and the inmates have literally taken over the asylum. And now we're faced with this, with this problem. And the problem is, the problem is our servants in all level of government, they are our servants, have become our masters. They've taken away our power, they've taken away our voices, they've taken away our rights, they've taken away our freedoms, and we've allowed them to do it. But, take a look around you right now. Even you at the back, you can't really hear very well. Take a look around you. Look at the faces around you, beside you, behind you. People are starting to come together for common cause. And the common cause, regardless of what political party you support, or if you're left wing or right wing, that common cause is humanity. So when people ask me, why do I still get behind a microphone and, and go and speak places? It's because I believe in humanity and I believe that if we get enough people to show up and use their voices, if we get enough people to stand up and speak up, we can turn this around and we can fix all of these problems that have crept into our lives and just basically blown up over the last few years. We can do that if we keep doing this. If we keep coming together and supporting each other, regardless of our political stripe. So I guess that's what I wanted to say is, is thank you for showing up and speaking up because that is how we're going to get out of this mess. It's not going to be a politician. It's not going to be a politician that saves us. It's going to be groups like this giving the politicians the courage to stand up and do the right, the right thing. We're going to become the parade that they want to get in front of. We're going to become the polls that they have to be, uh, get in front of to be elected. If a politician wants to get elected in this province, they better be standing up for what's right. Otherwise, we won't vote for them. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll end with that. I'm starting to run out of breath. But thank you again. Thank you for showing up, and thank you for speaking up. So one last thing, remember I said, do not walk away without one of these Granny McKay stickers? Guess what, they're all sold out. So you need to go on your phone or when you get home, go to grannymckay.com, which is also, no it's not. 
Ca. There you go, GrannyMackay.ca. If you don't know how to spell it, it's like McKay, except she pronounces it Mackay. Because she's Scottish. There you go. So Granny, M-A-C-K-A-Y.ca. Please go there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that right now, on my phone. I'll do it for him, because I have to, because. Thanks again, thank you very much for coming out, guys.